0: Welcome to Eureka Street Crypto. This is my anti-professional crypto channel. I'm just a barely sane dude who fell down the cryptocurrency rabbit hole. This channel is my fumbling attempt to communicate myself outside my own head about my journey in the crypto space. It is basically my brain dump. None of this is actual financial advice. Good morning everybody. I'm Eureka John and you're at Eureka Street Crypto broadcasting from Leander, Texas. It is 9:06 in the morning and it is June 19th, 2022, Father's Day. Um and it's this is episode 463. Uh, I rolled out of bed, got up and um you know processed a, a podcast for Bankless Africa this morning and made the kids some pancakes and um you know sent my dad a text happy birthday i mean happy birthday happy father's day um it's kind of like a new birth being a father anyway um yeah so happy father's day to my dad happy father's day to everybody else out there happy father's day to my brothers um who also have kids of their own um and uh yeah so everybody's um you know trying their best and doing what we can and uh it's kind of a downtime um, for people who are trying to uh, be in this market and in, in the crypto market and the stock market. I think the housing market's probably going to crash soon, too. So, you know, <laughs> for all of us, you know, trying to provide for our families and doing the best that we can. Um, yeah, it's got some hard days ahead of us. So this day, I guess, can um, really uh, hopefully count for something for some people um, anyway. Uh, so yeah, that being said, let's take a look at these crypto markets and see what we got going here. I just wanted to hop on for a quick little episode today, um, just to say happy father's day to my dad, my brothers and to, you know, uh, all the other dads out there, you know, um, I've got several friends here in the crypto space that also have kids, you know, Liquidia, Ivan, Humpty, you know, so, and, uh, you know, a bunch of others, I want to say happy father's day to you guys as well. Um. So uh Bitcoin market is uh still wrecked. Let me just refresh the screen, see if anything has changed since when I put it up on there. Um but uh Bitcoin nineteen thousand. well hold on, uh, 19,248 dollars oh now it's at 1000 Oh no, no, that was Ethereum. $19,263 to $19,267.88. $19, it just changed. Um Ethereum is at up. Yesterday it was like $996. Now it's at $1,027.96. So at least we're above the thousand mark. Um, And uh, yeah, I mean, we got a little bit of green in the past 24 hours. So we'll take any green we can get. (laughs) <laughs> we have a couple stable stable coins tether and usdc in third and fourth place the binance coin in fifth place the binance usd um cardano uh i don't know how it's still up there but it is um xrp same solana Polkadot. um yeah uh the doge and as the, the the doge is still hanging in at number 11 at 5 cents um elon uh, didn't know El- i think elon musk tweeted you know he still has faith in doge Okay dude, whatever. Uh, uh let's see. Tron, uh, the USDD was going through some big huge um unpegging from the dollar as well and that's like the Tron dollar. Um and that went through its own you know, type of collapse, I think. Um so I don't I don't know, man. Chainlink's down to 625. Um the crypto.com coin is down to 10 cents. Um and Near protocol down to uh 3.11. And let's see where T fuel is at four cents. Uh, you know, everything's looking pretty crappy, you know, but uh, that's just the way it rolls. And these markets are cyclical. Don't forget, this is a downtime. Somebody pointed out an observation, you know, all this stuff is down. The altcoins are down, but like Ethereum and Bitcoin are getting attacked specifically hard. Um, and I think it's because I think that all this is an organized attack. You know, I've, uh, they you know, the powers that be, the people that are manipulating the markets, the bankers, the central bankers, they do not like crypto, and um, they are trying everything they can to spread FUD, to crash the markets, to manipulate the markets. You know, um, you know the Fed and their their, you know, all the manipulation that they're doing with their rate hikes and everything like that. Um, you know, I, it just. Yeah. uh, Okay. Digital Asset News is a YouTuber that I I used to watch and I still do occasionally pop onto his channel. I follow him on Twitter and uh, uh, he's always been like a a pretty stable voice in the crypto market. And that's how I learned a lot of my original crypto knowledge was through Rob at Digital Asset News. And he's just a YouTuber that kind of just, you know, used his channel to follow the news, right? And he's a more like, um, you know, financial, you know, what's the Congress and White House doing? You know, what, what are the feds doing type of news guy? You know, he... Um, he, yeah, I think he did some project analysis and stuff like that, but his main focus is like what's going on in the white house and with crypto and stuff like that and regulations, you know, like the regulatory bodies. But anyway, he posted this. If you think there isn't manipulation going on right now, then you're crazy. Someone or some group wants everyone to sell. They do not want you holding your Bitcoin. They want to get you on that centralized Fed coin. So check this out. And I saw this, this tweet, um, a couple times. Um, from you know a couple different places yesterday, but um, this exact same tweet. And I didn't put two and two together at first, but now that I'm looking at this, and you look at all the different people, I saw Crypto Chimp's uh, tweet yesterday. You know, F this, I'm out. Um, I listened to Three AC and Barry Silbert um, on the dip on been Longing dips from the top. And uh, hold on, let me pause this. <laughs> I'm not trying to like, hold on. Okay. All right. So I listened to three AC and Barry silver on Twitter and been longing dips from the top. I have no collateral left and got effing liquidated today. I'm done with crypto for good. I'm never depositing just another $1,000 in quotes in this Ponzi again, F this scam. And I, I saw this tweet, this exact same tweet in all caps from a couple of accounts. And here they are scrolling down this person through the macro investor through all these different people tweeting this exact same thing exact punctuation like a copy and paste of the exact same tweet and uh you know stuff like this happens whenever it's an organized attack against something you start seeing a lot of the same bots you know and uh, and I'm gonna give this macro investor a follow for uh, pointing that out. So yeah, um, it's just it kind of highlights that uh, there's a concerted effort to attack crypto bots using the same messages on different handles. You see it all the time um, whenever they're uh, whenever so these 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 centralized social media platforms are trying to stir up dissent or whenever they're trying to change uh, public sentiment for or against something, you see the exact same copied and pasted response. It's Operation Mockingbird, in a way. Um, If you've ever seen, you know, at the beginning of COVID, they did all the, you know, uh, we're all in it together, build back better, and it showed all the news agencies repeating and parroting all across the United States the exact same script, and it started out with, you know, just one news anchor, then the screen split to two news anchors, then to four, then to 16, and then to 32 news anchors, 128 news anchors, all repeating the exact same script. And you see it happen here on social media. Don't trust the mainstream media. Like it's it's all propaganda. So, you know, they, they do not want Bitcoin to succeed. They do not want people to have their personal financial autonomy. Um, There are tech activists going to the White House speaking against, you know, this, um, proper crypto regulation, um, people that are for crypto, they want good regulation because there are a lot of hucksters and grifters in the market. And, um, you know, no sensible person in crypto doesn't want no sensible person in crypto, um, wants there to be no regulations at all, you know, because I've gotten scammed. You know, when I first got into Bitcoin, I got onto one of those platforms that, you know, you Deposit, you know, some money through your credit card. And then you can watch your Bitcoin balance grow per day. You know, you get five, 10, 12% per day or whatever. And you log in and you watch the graph grow and all that stuff. But when you want to pull it out, they're nowhere to be found, you know, and I've fallen victim to that. You know, I've, I've had to learn the hard way in a lot of cases, even recently, you know, so I just got you know, three ETH liquidated yesterday on Ave uh, that I had sitting on there for a long time. And I, I honestly kind of forgot about because um, uh, the the eth- Ethereum gas fees were too high. I couldn't pull it off. And that's what a lot of these, you know, anti-crypto people are firing at. They're saying, well, the gas fees are high. These are just meant to just suck the money away from people. And, you know, I've you know, had had these thoughts myself as well. What if crypto in general is some huge, large conspiracy concerted effort just to suck Money away from the average person that gets caught up in this, this, this crypto worldwide Ponzi that, uh, is designed to suck money out from the middle class who are hoping to try to better themselves, um, in their, in their financial station in life, you know, but, um, I don't think so you know i've i've gone to a couple of these crypto conferences now i've spoken to developers online um in 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 video calls and everything like that and there are a lot of very 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 well-meaning people out there who are trying to design and code a system that can circumvent the the traditional banking system and the traditional credit system that systemically is trying to keep people out from moving up in, in financially in society. So uh, let's take a look here. Um, so there it have been letters, tech experts write letter to Congress against crypto. And I believe this was like on June 1st. So blockchain technology, June 1st, 2022, blockchain technology is poorly suited for just about every purpose currently touted as a present or potential source of public benefit and must be approached with skepticism. A group of 26 high-profile computer scientists, software engineers, and technologists wrote in a letter to US lawmakers Wednesday. That was June 1st, Wednesday. The letter offers a tech industry counter to a growing lobbying effort from the cryptocurrency industry in Washington and comes as Senators Lummis and Gillibrand are expected to offer a propo- bill proposal proposing new federal regulations for digital assets. Right, like I said before, any sensible person in crypto wants some responsible regulation to keep out the hucksters and everything as the industry grows and more and more. Uh, just in the past, like year and two years, I guess I you know establishment financial institutions, established financial institutions have taken a strong interest in crypto. The banking institution has taken a strong interest in crypto. Just a couple years ago, everybody was laughing at crypto thinking it's just a stupid thing that happened in 2017, you know, where everybody was buying Lambos and throwing parties. And then 2018 happened. That's when I got into crypto. You know, I got in like the day after the party where the beer cans are all over the floor and a couple passed out people on the couch and you're like, "Eh, all right, you know, I didn't know any better, you know, so I just started getting into it and learning about the SHA-256 algorithms and the consensus mechanisms and things like that and the mechanics of it. And then you had 2020, the DeFi summer, people discovered decentralized finance, 2021, you had the NFT craze happen. And then 2022 everything starts to begin to slide downhill and then come around this last month, everything just freaking crashes all over the place. Um, so, um, they're using this recent crash as fuel. They say, we urge you to resist pressure. Okay, so uh, uh, let's see here. Yeah, we urge you to resist pressure from digital asset industry financiers, lobbyists, and boosters to create a regulatory safe haven for these risky, flawed, and unproven digital financial instruments and to instead take an approach that protects the public interest and ensures the technology is deployed in genuine service to the needs of ordinary citizens. Um So uh, the Harvard lecturer and privacy focused technologist, Bruce Schneier, Google Cloud principal engineer, Kelsey Hightower, Web3 is going great. Creator Molly White are among the signatories. The the letter is is addressed to Senate majority leaders, uh, leader Charles Schumer, minority leader Mitch McConnell, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, and several committee chairs and ranking members in the House and Senate. Crypto lobbying spent... uh, jump spending jumped up to nine million dollars from last year, from two point two million in 2018, according to consumer advocacy pu- group Public Citizen. We're we're counter lobbying. Um, that's what this letter is about. Signatory and software developer Stephen Deal told the Financial Times, which was the first to report the letter. Uh, Stephen Deal is a notorious anti crypto, anti Web three guy. Uh, I think he makes a living on it, just like. Uh, um, Peter Schiff like seems to make a living off of being anti Bitcoin to the point of just like complete and utter uh, cringeworthy patheticness. Um, like yeah, he's a gold guy, you know, he's a gold bug. And Stephen Deal, he's just like an anti crypto Web three guy. Th- these are the type. Stephen Deal seems like the type of guy that would sit there and explain to your six year old at a Christmas dinner why Santa doesn't exist. You know, like, like anyway. <laughs> Um, while, he, he, while advocates for cryptocurrency say it can serve as a tool for financial inclusion and transparency, the letter counters that the industry has only recently latched onto those concepts, and better solutions are already available. Better solutions to what? To the to the banking system that that gives you at best 0.1 percent interest on your savings. You know that that uh, is has that makes billions and billions, hundreds of billions of dollars per year in NSF fees and ATM charges and all that type of stuff that abuse the crap out of people, you know, that, 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 that gate people from access to their own money, um, <laughs> at the gas pumps due to potential fraud and, and like, and that, that make me have to call in and tell them where I'm going or they'll lock up my card, you know, <laughs> for, a pot- it's just like the banking industry is like way overstepped their bounds. You know, in so many ways, you know, to the point where a lot of people can't even get an account, and then they have to go to predatory checks cashed places and things like that, and money lending spots right next to the the CBD, you know, and uh, um, the the e cig type of places and the little strip centers and the suburbs. You know, it's just like, <laughs> yeah, you know, like when you have to go to those places that that charge you one third of your paycheck to send some money back to the Philippines, you know, th- then you know you have a problem with the banking industry and with the established financial institutions so that that's where crypto comes into play now you have these people saying that uh, there are you know instead of crypto there are better solutions already available what are these better solutions anyway so in in response to that letter Um, There has been uh, some backlash and the crypto community fires back at the anti-crypto letter sent to U.S. lawmakers. So tech lawyer Preston Byrne blasts the signatories, describing some of them as unapologetic unapologetic attention seekers. Um, Yeah, and uh, I mean, I think that Stephen Deal is like a perfect example of that, but uh, that's just my personal opinion, man. Um, is the increase of crypto lobbyists recently sparked an effort from anti-crypto individuals in the tech space to urge regulators through a letter to resist the influence of blockchain advocates in response the crypto community, criticized the move and laid out counter arguments against the contents of the letter. Um, signed by 26 tech personalities, the letter sent to the United States lawmakers described crypto assets as risky, flawed and unproven digital financial instruments. And right now we don't really have a, I mean, we have a strong case, you know, for for crypto as far as like, you know, against banks and stuff like that. But the way the crash is going, and the way so many people are losing their savings, the way people have been using it as some kind of uh, you know, casino, yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, I understand. Crypto looks pretty bad right now. You know, just like in the old days, whenever crypto was being used for really uh, money laundering and you know, buying stuff on the Silk Road, you know, <laughs> buying illegal, you know, illicit stuff on the Silk Road, and, and that that's how um, uh, Albright, you know, got sent to prison, even though I think it's wrong that he's serving two life sentences, but, uh, you know, he wanted to create an open decentralized marketplace for people, but people were using the crypto to money launder and to buy illicit, you know, drugs and things like that. And they say murder for hire. I don't know, but, uh, you know, crypto has been caught up and, and, and used and given a bad name and tarnished in a lot of ways. So a lot of people don't really see to the underlying principle of allowing people some kind of peer to peer digital electronic cash that does not go through some kind of banking intermediary. And that's what we need, especially as everything is going digital, like our entire lives are going digital, you know, and if every single thing that we do is tracked and traced, you know, that will definitely come and put us in a dystopian society and kick us in the butt. So we need some kind of digital cash, you know, so like a $20 bill that you can give to the to a kid that wants to mow your lawn. You won't be able to do that. Uh, so that's where Bitcoin comes in. That is a digital cash, you know, so that I explained to somebody, you know, when you send an email, that email gets copied on your computer and it gets sent to about 10 other servers before it gets to its destination. So there's probably about 12 copies of that email everywhere. Um, you can't do that with a $20 bill. You can't copy that $20 bill and send it to somebody else because then there's $40 right there, you know, and if that goes to like 10 other servers and that's like 200 and something, $500, whatever, you know, uh, that's been made. So you have to send that exact same $20 bill digitally to somebody else. Yeah. Uh, and, And Bitcoin allows that. Um, the banking system has made themselves the intermediary as the ones that control that and they charge you you know, fees and fines and a lot of times you don't even see those fees and fines and built in. And then now they're the ones to control whether or not that $20 can actually be sent to who it can be sent, why it can be sent, how it can be sent and all that other stuff. And the vendor usually ends up having to pay for that and it increases prices for things overall goods and, and services overall and contributes to inflation and stuff like that. So. So if there's a way to digitally send money to somebody else without that intermediary, just like handing somebody a $20 bill, then, you know, that's, that's, you know, that's where we're going in the digital age and we need that. So, um, but people are fighting back against that. The financial institutions hate it because it makes them irrelevant Um, so now you know you have people you know saying you know giving people the crypto the bad name about money laundering and about uh, acting like a casino people being over leveraged and then when uh, you know Things don't work because crypto is still an experimental space. And when things don't go according to plan, sometimes things crash, the floor falls out and we're all learning lessons as we go together. Our personal autonomy, our personal financial autonomy comes at a risk. It comes at a price. It comes at successes and failures, you know, and then when those failures happen, those anti-crypto people are immediately ready to just jump on it and say, I told you so, you know, so um, anyway. The, to this letter, uh, signed by 26 tech personalities, a letter sent to the United States described crypto assets as risky, flawed, and unproven digital financial instruments. They are kind of unproven. They're proving themselves as we go along. It expressed disagreements about the potential of blockchain technology and has urged the regulators to create harsher regulations for cryptocurrencies. The cryptocurrency, the crypto community did not stay silent as many reacted and expressed their disagreements with the letter and its contents. Tech lawyer Preston Byrne also gave his take on the issue in a blog post. Byrne dissected the letter and provided counter arguments to the claims made by its signatories. According to the attorney, the crypto community does not want a safe haven, but rather a, a regulatory certainty. Yeah, the, the crypto community is not asking for the government to just, like, you know, make a, a tax haven and a safe haven so we can just behave responsibly. We want some regulatory certainty. Like, when I do my taxes, I want to know, like, you know... It's like right now we're at the point where like you can't do good. You can't do bad. You're going to get screwed either way. The government's going to find some way to come in and say you know, that you did something wrong. So no matter what, you're breaking the law. And that's basically like a bureaucratic communist system. You know, no matter what you're doing, you're breaking the law. I mean, even Jesus fought against the Pharisees back in the day, you know, because he said the law can't be followed. This complex set of laws that no matter how much we Earnestly want to follow those laws, we can't follow it, and so we are all sinners in the eyes of the Lord. And you know, <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> to get back to today's version, you know, uh, there is no way that we could sit here and follow a hundred percent of all the laws, and especially when there's no regulatory clarity. uh, Sorry, I went on that tangent, but no regulatory clarity. We don't even know what the law is to be able to follow. Anyway, I I digressed. Uh, So apart from Byrne, Meltem Demir, the chief strategy officer at CoinShares, also criticized the signatories, mentioning that they are known to be anti-crypto trolls. Yeah, Stephen Deal is a notorious anti-crypto troll, you know, and a lot of these people are. So anyway, I go on to this other article here. Human rights activists. Uh, Take aim at privileged crypto critics in letter to Congress. The group of 21 activists provided examples of how crypto assists people around the world, saying tens of millions rely on Bitcoin and stablecoin as a way to access financial tools. Human rights activists. Yeah, so if you grew up in Venezuela or Argentina or other countries that have had hyperinflation or just dictators or, you know, um, war-torn countries, and to where your currency is not worth anything, or not stable, or some African countries, and to where you know, there's warlords around, and you know they they have control of the assets, and crypto is really relevant to you. So the fact that these tech experts, these 26 tech tech experts, are coming, going, and and, and trying to have Congress regulate crypto hard and heavy. Uh, well, these human rights activists are saying, "Hey, man, you guys are privileged. You guys are elite. This is such an, an like an obtuse, just irresponsibly privileged perspective on cryptocurrency because it's helping people all over the world." So, the group of 21 activists provided examples of how crypto assets provide assist people around the world, saying tens of millions rely on bitcoins and stablecoins as a way to uh, to access financial tools. Um, human rights activists from 20 countries have submitted an open letter to the United States Congress in support of a responsible crypto policy and praising Bitcoin and stable coins as an essential tool aiding democracy for freedom for tens of millions. The letter comes just after a week after an anti-crypto open letter was sent to Congress, the one that we've been talking about, purporting to be from the scientific community, but whose lead signatures included well-known crypto critics and authors from high-income democratic countries. The group of 21 activists clapping back includes people from countries. Countries that have either seen conflict or have otherwise unstable economies such as Ukraine, Russia, Iraq, Nigeria, Venezuela, Cuba, and even North Korea. The letter states, we write to urge an open-minded, empathetic approach towards monetary tools that are increasingly playing a role in the lives of people facing political repression and financial hardship. So that's what crypto is all about. It's getting around these dictatorial regimes, the, the political repression, this systemic repression that's happening even in the United States the bankers the central bankers the social credit system that's trying to be developed um, they add that uh, they they add they are humanitarians and advocates of democracy who have used Bitcoin to assist at-risk people when other options have failed and wish to defend an open monetary system we saw this happen just recently in Canada you know who would have thought that Canada would have would take some kind of dictatorial approach to people protesting peacefully? You know, the truckers, whatever side of the the argument you're on with the truckers, the fact that they froze GoFundMe accounts and they froze bank accounts of people that donated to that stuff just absolutely demonstrated the case for crypto, you know, and I mean, that... Was probably the most strong case for crypto you could have, have uh, wished for, honestly. So it doesn't matter what side of that argument you're on. You, you saw the power right there. You, you saw exactly, it's no longer a conspiracy. You saw what they can do to people that they don't like, you know, and it, before long, even if you're on their side, you may not be on the side of the government. The group says that they have also relied on Bitcoin and stablecoins in the struggle for freedom and democracy and that tens of millions of others living under authoritarian regimes or in volatile economies also use cryptocurrencies for the same reason. Bitcoin and stablecoins offer ungated access to the global economy for people in countries like Nigeria, Turkey, or Argentina, where local cryptocurrencies are collapsing, broken, or cut off from the outside world. Okay, and finally, um, there's been a research, a four-year... Uh, ongoing research. Banking uses 56 times more energy than Bitcoin value chain report. So the, one of the major points of FUD, and FUD is an acronym for fear, uncertainty, and doubt. And uh, that's this FUD, the, the those tweets, the, the copied tweets that I, that I showed you at the beginning of this program with the bots, um, that's fear, uncertainty, and doubt. And when they're trying to spread fear, uncertainty, and doubt, you know, you're probably on the right track. But one of the the points of FUD has been that proof of work in Bitcoin uses all this energy and the the World Economic Forum has been trying to push for Bitcoin to change its code as if there's some kind of like Bitcoin CEO that's going, we're going to go ahead and change the code here. You know, Uh, no, that's not how it works. (laughs) Bitcoin is not a company. It's not a group of people at the top. You know, even the miners can't sit there and change the code. You know, it has to be. In order to make any time, and if you did change the code, it would be a fork. And we've seen what happened with Bitcoin forks. We created Litecoin, we created Bitcoin Gold, we created Bitcoin Satoshi Vision, and you know, uh, a lot of Dogecoin's a fork fork of Bitcoin, you know, and you see what happens. But the original Bitcoin is always uh, uh, kept going. So, analysis of Bitcoin's proof of work in the Lightning Network exposes the banking system as energy hungry, demonstrating that Bitcoin is better for the planet. So, the point of FUD is that Bitcoin uses all this energy and is saying Bitcoin uses more energy than the whole country of Finland. You know, they're always doing pointing to like some Scandinavian country or something, you know, saying Bitcoin network uses more. Bitcoin uses like less than 1% of all the energy usage in the world. Um, and uh, when you compare it to the banking system, Bitcoin, the banking system uses 56 times more energy than Bitcoin. This does not even include like the military industrial complex. Imagine all the energy it takes to, to go to war in, in Ukraine, you know, to, to, to invade any country to, yeah, I mean, <laughs> so, and, and Bitcoin, the, 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 the mining, the miners, it, all they are, are data centers, you know, the, just server farms. And, you know, there, there is more energy used on, on pushing porn out there or cat videos out there than on the Bitcoin network. So think about that. So fresh figures on Bitcoin's energy consumption, efficiency and scalability serve to expose the banking center sector while bathing the world's largest cryptocurrency in a new light. A research report published by Michel Kazaka, an IT engineer, cryptographer, and constant consultant, calculates that Bitcoin payments are a million times more efficient than the legacy financial system. Plus, the banking sector uses 56 times more energy than Bitcoin. The report compiles almost four years of research and suggests a new calculation for estimating Bitcoin's proof of work energy consumption. In an interview, Kazaka told Coin Telegraph, "Bitcoin Lightning, Bitcoin." and Bitcoin in general, um, are really great and very efficient technological solutions that deserve to be adopted on a large scale. This invention is brilliant enough, efficient enough, and powerful enough to get mass adoption. Kazaka, who founded Payment's consultancy value chain in late 2021, proposes an alternative to the energy estimates provided by Cambridge Bitcoin Electricity Consumption Index. The index, often cited by Cointelegraph, estimates that Bitcoin consumes roughly 122 terawatt hours per year, taking into account the average lifespan of Bitcoin mining machines, as well as the rate at which new IT materials are created. Kazaka suggests that Bitcoin consumes 88.95 terawatt hours per year, considerably less than the Cambridge's estimate. Lightning will also allow Bitcoin protocol to do more transactions without consuming more energy. And this is magic. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Anyway, so yeah, I just thought that was cool. I wanted to point that out. Um, that uh, there you know is tons of fud and it's just you know just another demonstration of all the fud that's going on around and this this attack on Bitcoin and Ethereum as well I believe uh, from the major institutions from all angles they're manipulating the market are I think that they're causing a lot of this crash and trying to shake out all you know, the faith and all these people and they're trying to do problem reaction solution the Hegelian dialect and they'll come in and they will save the economy and bring in the cryptocurrency the Fed coin that will you know um, save everybody from all their financial woes um, so Anyway, that being said, I'm going to go to the skate park today. I'm going to Fredericksburg, meeting some other father friends of mine and bringing my family out there. We're going to go have a day. I want you to go have a day, too. Don't get caught up in this uh, crypto craziness. Um, you know, there's there's way more to life than that. Hold on one second. Uh, okay. Welcome uh, to on. Eureka Street Crypto. Uh, shoot. Uh, this is my anti-professional crypto. Okay, yeah, there's way more to life than getting caught up in all this crypto craziness. Um, you know, I, I know a lot of you guys are struggling. Don't let this stuff consume you. Like seriously, there are people that do love you and care about you um, and uh, that's, that value you more than for maybe some money that you might be able to come across and bring to the table. Um, so yeah, you know... <laughs> Just be there, man. Alright, uh I, I will talk to you guys probably tomorrow. Um, alright, later. Thank you for making it to the end of this program. If you actually like this content, give a thumbs up. And if you want to hear more, just hit the subscribe button. I'm available on YouTube, Odyssey, and BitChute, and on all the major podcasting platforms in audio version. Spotify specifically, if you would like to follow and leave a review, that would help a lot. I am also available on Twitter at EurekaJohn1, that's E-U-R-E-K-A John, J-O-H-N, and the number one. My DMs are always open. Feel free to shoot me a message. Thanks again.